0: Hello and welcome back to the latest episode of the Carlton Blue Baggers Podcast. I'm your host Jacob Santa Maria. Let's get stuck into this week's episode. Coming after round nine, we defeat the Giants 75 to 105. We win by 30 points to move to 7 and 2 for our season record and fourth on the ladder after nine rounds of football. A massive win for this football club. Absolutely massive, and I can't understate it enough. For me, this this was our best win of the season, hands down, just easily. I think probably our best four-quarter performance, a game where we had numerous men down, where we played in GWS, and we haven't beaten them at their home ground, we haven't won there. On a game where their coach has just called a quits during the week and they've got everything to play for, Yeah, to rock up over there and beat them when you've never done it, but on all days, Leon Cameron's final coaching game as the senior coach of that football club. Massive to come out with the four points. I'm so proud. I'm so proud. And I'm loud and proud to be a Blue supporter this week. I really am. I've walked into the week with... Just a sprig of my step every morning, I'm a little bit happier. I've realised today, I'm like, oh my God, we are seven and two. We are sitting fourth on the ladder. And yes, I know some of the teams we've beat haven't been amazing, but I know that this team is building something. I really know. And this week we get to put it to the test. We get to put it to a great test in the Sydney Swans at Marvel. On my birthday, and I'll tell you this much: it's gonna either make or break your birthday because I'm gonna be there. And if we win, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be celebrating. That's for sure. I'm gonna be celebrating. But if we don't, it yeah, it won't be amazing. But nevertheless, I'm not even expecting to win uh, this Friday. I'm, I'm really not. But I definitely think we can, and I'll touch on that game a little bit later. But let's, uh, let's talk about the Giants game come out the game hot, first four goals of the game, they couldn't get a disposal in their front half of the ground. Oh, we came out and I think it's such a, such a great uh, talking point that, you know, it's their coach's final game and we're the ones that came out with a four goal lead. Four goals to nothing to start the game. That's how you really, you know, flip the game on its head straight away, we're playing on our terms. Big hit from Rocky Plowman to start the game. Absolutely loved it. Bloody loved it, Plowman. Um, yeah, we, we hit hard head over the footy, and we were just on. We were on from the get-go. I was really impressed. We kicked a couple of goals from turnovers um, that we just created. We just they could not. Once we got uh, got the ball forward, they found it incredibly hard to just move the ball out of their back, uh, out of their out of their backline. So. Uh, winning the clearances early on and just setting the tone, big hits, some big intercept marks and some really nice goals from De and Dern and just really lifted the boys and we just started this game like a house on fire and I couldn't have been happier to have seen it. Uh, They crawled back into the game and a few, there was a few pivotal areas where I felt like we more gave them uh, chances to get back into it, uh, as well as much as I know GWS gave us everything they really had to put on show last night. They really, they really did. They had a lot to uh, play for and and they did. They really put up a good fight. I thought they threw everything they could at us. They tried a few different things. I thought they're coming. They made multiple runs at us and for us to weather the storm time and time again and then, you know, finish off the fourth quarter the way we did. I mean, just such a great all-rounded performance from this football club. A really good uh, performance from this club. I'm bloody stoked. I'm stoked. How good were some of our stars? You look at Durden. You look at Sylvani. Oh, they're coming into their own. And then you've got Fisher. You've got Walsh. You've got Wethering down back. You've got stars on every line. And just such a fascinating football team to watch. Just so many stars that can, on any given night, really just show you what they can, what they can do. And uh, that list is starting to grow. And in my preseason uh, predictions video, I spoke heavily about if we want to be a final side and not even just a, you know a side that makes finals, but a side that's going to be able to win a final or two, we're going to need you know a lot of these kids to develop a little uh, to take a real big neck uh, a big step in their development and then we're also going to need a few books to kind of revive their careers and step it up a little bit. And I was speaking about the Mitch McGoverns, the Zach Williams, uh, in our team more specifically with, the, uh, with that last one. But you've seen it. You've seen a lot of blogs take that next step. You look at Zach Fisher, an elite performance, again. And it's not his first one. He's been doing it pretty consistently this year. I've been really impressed with his year. Silvani, definitely a massive step in the right direction. We've bought Carolyn. We found another kid who can do some things, although it wasn't his best, um, best game. Uh, Doherty, in career best form, someone who wasn't in poor form by any means, but coming off of uh, you know, his knee injuries and uh, whatnot, he wasn't the All-Australian that he was a couple of years ago, and he has eclipsed that right now. He's in career best form. And then you look at Charlie Curno, fit, healthy, back on the park, playing career best footy as well. Patrick Cripps also um, has kind of revived his career. Uh, not kind of, definitely revived his career. Two years of averages, of average by his standards and then to come in this year the way he has, massive, is massive again. Uh, and then, you know, you've, you've just got the standard blokes like, you know, Wiedering going to continue doing his thing, Mackay doing his thing, uh, Walsh continue to do his thing. And then even Hewitt, um, Chera, even Kennedy, all three of them better than expected. We're taking a big, big step in the right direction. A lot of individuals upping their game and it's really, it's really really good to watch because every week you just see new blokes pop up and you're falling in love with these players more and more by the week. I mean, Zach Fish has taken a little bit of my heart. Silvani, I'm sure he's captured all of us. What a performance by him! I mean, the dummy, his banana, his, his game was electrifying. As the second tour, Jack Silvani, my God, taking it, taking it to another step this year. And I remind you, if you haven't heard it, he was my tip for our breakout year player. I know Matt Kennedy's probably leading that race, but I don't know. I think it's I think it's uh, going to be quite neck and neck after that after that game of the weekend. I look at some of the performances, the individual standouts from some of these players. It was so hard to pick the best on ground this the uh, best five players this weekend. So hard, and just so many players had moments. Uh, Durden and always both of them laying tackles in the first quarter on the same GWS defender at the same time. Two of them laying the tackle, it spilled out, Paul spills out to Walsh. He kicked a goal. He's he kicks two in the first quarter. Massive from Walsh. Durden's two goals, both electrifying that snap on the run, and then the uh, the, the way he was able to just gather the second, uh, the second one and it just quickly burst off. He has just so much x-factor and you just love to see what he's able to create out of nothing with you know just uh how much pace he how much pace he has uh o'brien's goal from 55 on the run how good was that uh maybe not 55 sorry maybe a bit of sauce on that one but you know 45 50 out near the boundary curves it in just squeezed in that was elite he had such a good game You can. You can see why he's in the side. He's he's a classy, classy kick of the footy. That boy, he was he was terrific. Um, I thought the boys, although we started the game well, I thought we did. There were times where we uh, we really struggled, and it was it was during when we were lo- losing the clearance battle a lot. It was quite easy to see that, and I'll touch on that in a second. But um, I noticed whenever we were stuck in the back line, we tried to go you know uh, long down the line. Bruce was just picking off. Everything, everything—it was clear as day. He had that many intercept marks on us; it was ridiculous. Uh, we looked a lot better when sometimes you know we were trying to shift the defense uh, from one side to the other, and you know try to pick out uh, the short 45s a little bit, a little bit better. We look a lot better when we're going forward, though. Uh, All together over the last three or four weeks, we do, we've done really, really well. Uh, I thought one thing I did really notice in the game was I felt I was paying attention to Brody Kemp because he got that Harry Himmelberg matchup and then he was on Riccardi as well. And, you know, he had an interesting day. And, you know, I, f- I felt like, I didn't know exactly how to judge his game. It was quite hard. He gave away a couple of free kicks, but he also did take some decent, intercept marks and, you know, he played all right, but interestingly to see with where, with where the boys, uh, where the club thinks his best position is. And what we're going to do with him this week uh, do we put it? Do we keep him in that back line? Could we, you know, bring him into the forward line? Really interesting. What uh, what the club thinks they're going to do with that? Let's get into my three key takeaways of the match, though. Alrighty. So my first takeaway of the day: we were able to sustain our systems so much better on both ends of the ball. Lots of goals we conceded. Directly from turnovers in in our own defensive 50, you know, we saw that first one with Doherty, uh, that turnover uh, in our our back 50, Toby Green uh, kicked the first, second goal of the game for them, uh, but kicked his first from that. We just didn't get opened up so easily this week, and I thought it was very clear to see. Most weeks, you can see us, you know, uh, scrambling to get back defensively, and I felt like it only really happened once or twice, and... Uh, it was more due to that high press, you know, we had such a high press in those wet conditions and it's easier to open us up once you actually can break the press because we've got so many numbers up, up out of the ball and there was just one time where you just saw six of our midfielders and half forwards all just jogging like right by each other and they were behind the ball and then, you know, we just got opened up, they kicked the kick goal really easily. But uh, that didn't happen very often in this match and it normally happens more frequently i felt like we gave them a lot of goals from free kicks and from turn uh, directly from turnovers in our own back 50 uh just rush kicks under pressure and uh etc etc but that was my first point so i was quite happy with that good to see secondly is we suit wet conditions and I touched, I've already touched on this a little bit, but we won the clearances. Despite the Ruck situation, we won the clearances, 28 to 36. We won the contested footy. Now, we started off the game with 16 inside 50s to none over the first 10 or so minutes. After that, it went to 29 to 18 over the next period. So, whoever won the clearances was winning the game. It was quite, it was quite clear. Although we did get dominated in the Ruck, when we were on top of the clearances, it was so difficult for GWS to move the ball once it got down there. Great pressure from our small forwards and like some really good marking uh, options uh, to help lock it in from blokes like Weeder and Doherty. And even Ploughman, I thought he started the game like a house on fire. I thought it was one of his best games for us uh, in a while. And, you know, he really showed an aggression and uh, put his body on the line. You know, took some really good grabs, but just... Um, Yeah, I was really impressed with how he put his body on the line on Sunday. I thought it was a really good statement from him uh, to perform the way he did. And it was contagious amongst the boys. And, you know, when we're locking in the footy like that, and, you know, we're winning the clearances, really hard to stop us. Uh, Wet conditions, a clearance side like us is going to be able to really play well. Uh, And if we can continue to lock in the footy the way we uh, did for that first quarter, that uh, that would be amazing. That's going to be the dream because when we're playing like that, teams are just rattled. We're scoring goals from stoppages inside fifty. We're creating turnovers where the pressure at uh, like at the source from our smalls was elite. I mentioned how we had always Andrew and both laying the tackle on the same block. That's elite pressure, elite. Uh, and those two are just ravaging around inside fifty all the time. Uh, always leads to the. Leads the league in tackles inside fifty, so some great presence inside there. But uh, yeah, we just mounted the pressure in the first fifteen minutes of the game, whether it was yeah from the pressure from the small forwards or just the uh, pressure from our uh, half backs and our and blokes like Weeder and just pressing up the ground and setting up so brilliantly, like they had nothing to go to and they was absolute, absolutely absolutely scrambling all over the place for the first quarter and a bit GWS until they finally started to you know get their mojo going. Third takeaway, a new side. That was a side that was tested and played for four quarters. Men down against a side we struggle against. Against a side that had a lot to play for. And again, even hiding back us, even hiding back us, but yet we pulled through. We pulled through our most convincing win of the year. A game where we led from start to finish. For the first time this year, I think we've actually done that. Maybe against, I think we might actually did, held the lead against Adelaide. But this is this was a proper game of football where we were tested. Really, after ten minutes in, they really turned up and not not even to say that. I don't even want to discredit them. I just think we really came out that hot because they they weren't going to come out of that game lightly. But we came out with. And intensity and a bit of an authoritarian kind of approach to the game because we were not going to take anything. We were we were there to really put our foot down. And uh, I just think it's a different football side. I, be, I I believe in it. I really really do. And that's my most important takeaway from this game. The high press was great. It held up. We got repeated inside fifties. Uh, I mentioned that. We were first to the footy all day. We were winning the grand ball gets against a side that just dominated in the ruck. Prussia was all over it. DeConning in the ruck really wasn't too good. He had some nice moments up through the game, kicked a really nice uh really nice goal, took it an even more spectacular mark. Blokes amazing, but uh yeah, just so much so much to look at this side and say, yes, like there's blokes playing more consistently now. There's The structures and systems, you can see what they are. and You can see them holding up. You can see this side is developing already from where it was eight weeks ago. You can see the progress uh, in the way we're playing. We're moving the ball way better from, uh, from our back half to our front half. We're defending the ground so much better. We're not conceding such sloppy goals like getting opened up so easily. We're not getting cut open. All we've talked about for two years is our teams are just opening us up getting us on the counter, running right through us, going through the corridor. That's not happening that much this year. We are playing a really good game of football, a really good brand of football. Alrighty, let's uh, get into this week's votes. This week, it was really, really hard to pick the five best players on the ground. Uh, Quickly, I just want to give out a quick shout out to, uh, to Durden because he didn't make my votes. And I really, really wanted to put him in my votes. I thought he was brilliant, and you could definitely have put him in there, but this is just who I've gone with. I've given my best on ground, my five votes, to Sam Walsh. I thought Walsh, he was definitely the best player for us on the day. I thought when it mattered most, he got some really timely possessions, got back defensively, and uh, you know, just really helped out where we really needed him to. He was in the right positions at the right time. His work rate um, defensively especially, yeah, was just second to none. He was amazing. He kicked two goals in the first quarter. He had the 31 touches. He went at 87%. He he had a really good game, Sam Walsh. I thought his last quarter, he really just put the foot down and, and stepped up another notch. Him and Charlie Kerner in that fourth quarter. Oh, sensational the whole, um the both of them. But Sam Walsh for me was our best on the ground. He he's uh he's taken the mantle back he's just said kripa you know what you've done everything this season let me take one game yeah mate you 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 need to go on the ruck a little bit more mate i'll take i'll take the trouble off you mate don't worry don't worry about it uh he was absolutely brilliant my four votes i've given him to matt kennedy i thought he was electric i uh i really did i thought against his former side after thinking a new contract we're stoked about that <laughs> Big Matt Kennedy fan right over here. I have been for a long time. Uh, yeah, I, I gave him the four votes. And. Oh, sorry. Never mind that. I've actually given the four to Weedering. My apologies. I've actually misread that. Weedering, I've, I've given the four votes. The reason I gave it to Weedering was I just thought he was an absolute presence down back all day. He was, a, he was the admiral of that back line. And it was so clear. He had so many spoils but he just absolutely tore the game apart. Like, we couldn't get anything really, uh, they couldn't get much by him, especially in that first, first quarter when he was uh, pressing up the ground. But, you know, when he was uh, deep back, he took some big, uh, big pack marks, big, uh, big spoils. He was all over it, he was all over it. I was a big fan of his. The three votes, as I said, uh, is actually Matt Kennedy. Thought he had a really good game against his former club. He had 27 and a goal. He was electrifying, he just puts his head over it all the time. He wins some really, really important ground balls. And then his ability to just absorb a tackle and then still figure a way to get it out when you know everyone else thinks the umpire's going to call ball up or, you know, uh, call something. And he just still manages to try and get a handball out and, yeah, he, his disposal has just been so much, his inside work is really taking another step. He was tremendous for us, I loved his work. I think he actually might have even had the most scoring involvement for us. I think he had 11. So yeah, pretty sure he would have had the most for us as well. Uh, just a really, really good go- uh, good game from a bloke who's taken it to another level this season. Against his old club, he showed him what they're missing. Them, you know. They're missing a little bit about Kennedy. A bit of grunt, a bit of oomph. Mm-hmm. He loves it. He's a, he's, he's a beast. Absolute beast. Uh, two votes, I'm giving him a doherty. Another superb game from him. His goal was amazing from 55 out on the run. And the commentator put it best. He is story of the year. You haven't seen something like this. Oh, captain, my captain. I know he's not the captain anymore. But to me, he still is. Like, I actually wish they kept him captain. Uh, and I, I know why they didn't, obviously. I understand. But, oh God, would I love to have just kept saying My captain, that's my captain. He's just such an inspiration to have at this club. Absolutely love him. So two votes, Sam Doherty, and one vote, Jack Silvani, Jack Silvani. Tremendous game from him, tremendous game. I thought, talk about a bloke who just does what you need. And he stepped up. I remember that two on one he had uh, on our forward flank and he still didn't get beat did not get beat and every week there's a commentator who's who says oh, i in the like in a 1 on 1 or a 2v1 oh he's done alright there he's done alright there and you know what they're starting to stream together this bloke is so much better than what people think he has to be one of the most underrated players in the AFL he actually has to be he does not lose 1 on 1s I'm telling you he's He's played a really, really, really good game for us. He had the 20 touches, he had eight marks, two goals for us as well, and such classy, crucial goals. Goals out of nothing. Talk about sidestepping and selling a bit of candy. I mean, absolutely brilliant. He had a goal assist as well and seven score involvements. Really impressed with his game as well, stepping into the ruck when he needed to. And he knew he wasn't going to be prussy in the ruck. A couple of times, instead of just going up for it, he was happy to just let go tap it to wherever you want. I'm going to play as the fourth midfielder and just run and just create pressure. Love it. Love it. Such a good footy IQ. He's really starting to feel a lot more comfortable out there. And you, you can just see it. You can really just see it. I was really impressed with him. Uh, really gutted. I couldn't put dirds in here, as I said. Uh, even Hewitt. Hewitt had another magnificent game. Excuse me. A couple of times. Uh, this year where I really wanted to put him in my, in my votes and he's missed out as well. He had 30 touches for us. He was, he was elite. Some of his work is really good and he doesn't stand out as much as, you know, the Cripses and the Walshes. He's not a very flashy footballer. But, you know, he, I think he, he leads probably at clearances a lot of the weeks, so like probably nearly half of the games we play, he has the most clearances for us. He, has, he gets a lot of the centre clearances, he does a lot of the inside work, he's a classy footballer and he's just week in, week out slotted himself into this team so brilliantly, so brilliantly. I was really impressed with his work. I thought Cripper played a really good game, not his best game of the season, obviously, uh, but definitely not his. Yeah, not his best game, but he still had some really good impact on the game didn't uh find it a lot early but he opens up the game so much with his handballing uh, especially in wet, wet, uh, in wet weather footy the ability to have a bloke like that on your side is just so crucial for him to be able to get down get the footy uh you know break a tackle here and there and you know he loves looking for the overlapping run uh and just giving the hands off and we're seeing that a lot more as well we're really seeing us getting a lot more run and carry especially from a half half back line Sad's getting a lot more opportunity to run through the middle of the ground uh, from blokes like Kripper and, and others as well but especially uh, due to blokes like him he was uh, quite good for us as well one bloke who was just elite another game he's just r- exceeded expectations Lockie O'Brien he really exceeded expectations he kicked a really really good goal <laughs> an amazing goal when that goal went in I was going off it was elite and some of his kicks inside fifty were really amazing. I think he only had the one goal assist for the game, but he would have had three or four if Charlie Kerner wasn't didn't have two or three to to defend all the time, or Sam Taylor wasn't playing as good as he was on Charlie Kerner, who we'll touch on shortly. But um yeah, the ability to have someone who does what he can do for us, it's wise in the team. And he's not he's not gonna give us the pressure, but you know, he can do some nice things with Uh, with that good ball use so another good game for him exceeding expectations I thought Nick Newman was definitely uh, he impressed me this week and he's the kind of bloke that I don't normally notice as much because you know he's a defender harder to really see with these guys but he had no scoring involvements for us for the day which was the second most he was moving the ball up a lot and you know I I thought he played his role as well um another good game for him and he's probably someone who's just slotted into that back six and you know he's coming off the bench or you know starting on but either way he's part of that back six and he's he's not getting dropped i don't think anytime soon he's just a comfortable position player for us not outstanding but i thought he played i thought he played a pretty good game for us uh zach fisher big big ticks he's breaking the lines you can see there's a clear emphasis to get him the ball, we're using the corridor a lot more wisely now. We are really picking and choosing when we can kind of go through there. And I've noticed again another week where Jack Sylvani's been the one pulling that inside kick. He's he's a lot more confident in, in his field kicking, and he's definitely um, he's definitely improving and making it a bit of a strength of his, which is a uh, which is elite. But there's when we're going through the corridor, you can see that Zach Vischer and Saad the blokes who are capable of breaking lines and taking on players and have long penetrating kicks, there's a point to get it to them and they are clearly executing on that strategy a lot more. And I'm loving it, It's and he's thriving in it. He's kicking goals uh, every week. Again, he's kicked another goal, another two goals. Really impressed with this bloke. Zach Fischer, stepping up, stepping up. Uh... Nextly, Noonsie and Sadi thought they both played pretty good games. Sads just doing the same things every single week. Uh, Nunes, I'm at the stage where he's doing all right, but I almost think Coddle's kind of playing better than him at the moment, to be honest. And well, really, I'd, I'd almost rather I, I'd rather someone else be taking that wing for me personally, but I don't know. Interesting choice. I thought Curno was I thought he was good. I thought he battled all day. All day. And I didn't think I knew there was gonna be this you know, it was it was gonna be an adjustment almost. Harry, he, he's had plenty of time playing as the number one option. Pretty much most of his most of his career really because Charlie's been in and out and you know, but Harry he's had a long time, you know, playing as the number one option a lot and Charlie hasn't really had that as much. So it was, it was. It was going to be a bit of an adjustment. Sam Taylor's a really good defender. They had multiple clothes uh, draping off him throughout the game, and you know, a couple of chopped arms, a couple of holds, and nearly marks. And you know what? He had to do what Harry did last year. And what did Harry do last year? When he wasn't, when it wasn't his day, he was just managing to still get one or two on the scoreboard. It doesn't have to be a day. But can you impact in some way? Can you still just get a goal from a free kick? Can you manage to get loose and just kick one, get, get one out the back, however it is? And Charlie did that. And I think that's, really, that's how Harry won the Coleman last year. He, he played some really good games, don't get me wrong, but every week, even when he was on his off for weeks, when teams were shutting him down, I remember even in that Hawthorne game, I think it was last year. Where you know he was having a tough day all day, and then he still managed to kick two in the last quarter, really set us up to get that win. And you know, got um, his confidence back going to kick his second one from fifty-five. That's exactly what Charlie needed to do this game, and he did it, and he succeeded. And I couldn't have asked for a better performance from him, to be honest, because he he stepped up when we really needed when we really needed him to. When the game was there to be won, who won it for us? Charlie Curnow. he stepped up with some really big goals and it wasn't just him, it was a team effort. There, were, there was the Walshers, there was a lot of blokes, but he was definitely one of those uh, main ones that really contributed in that fourth quarter. And on a day where, you know, you haven't been getting the calls that he normally gets and he hasn't, um, you know, just gotten really any good look at it where, you know, he could have actually marked it. Taylor was all over him all day. And, It wasn't because Charlie was playing bad. He was making some good leads at the footy, but, you know, he was just well defended. Well defended. And to break out in the last quarter, kick two, and step up and take a mark, you know, uh, when Silvani's taking this at shot, no, he might not make the distance. And, you know, take a mark out of the pack like that. No worries, mate. That's exactly what we need from you, Charlie. That's why second in the Coleman. Really big from him. And uh, Jesse Motlop. First gamer, he looked lively. He didn't get a whole lot of it, but he looked really dangerous. You can see his speed, his quickness, his flair. Uh, I think he'll be quite good. I, I'd love to see him uh, run at it a couple of times with this trio of him always and Durden. And it is very unpredictable like how we're going to score some of our goals in our forward line because, you know, if we've got a stoppage inside 450, oh gee, oh, gee. It's going to be it's going to be chaos. You got blocks. You can win it at the source, and then you got the you know those big bodies like Kennedy and Crips, and you know our, our elite midfielders. And you've also got those small forwards who are just so dangerous as well. So we scored a lot of goals from our um, from forward stoppages, uh, whether whether they were throw-ins or uh, just ball ups. But absolutely, we're we're going to look really dangerous with you know Motlop, always Durning, and you know Fisher and you know Crips, Kennedy, Blokes, Walsh. Looks like that at the stoppage inside 50. Oh God, it's an absolute nightmare. Absolute nightmare for our position. But uh, that's enough for I reckon the game on this week. Let's get into the preview. This Friday at Marvel. Is it 7.50? I think it's 7.50. This week, I'm keen. I'm keen. Uh, massive game for the club. and. I don't know how, I don't know if we're actually going to win this but with all the excitement and all the emotions, I just, I really want, I really want this. I really do. And obviously you want the win, but I want this a little bit more because I know if we win this, I know the lid's off. I know the lid's like proper off. Because for me, you win this game, you've played three top outsides, you've beaten the bull, the Bulldogs. Uh, look, I'm, I'm just gonna get. I'm just gonna get into this. This is this is massive. We win this weekend, and the and the Blues are looking like a serious threat for top four. We can. It's going to be a massive game to clear us in terms of the positioning on the ladder. We could go a couple uh, a couple more games clear. So currently, right now, we are two games clear of eighth we could go three games clear potentially this weekend. That would be massive. That would be massive. Now look, it's a good opponent. This is a really good opponent. And this year, Sydney haven't been as impressive as you think. They've only played two top eight teams as well, just like us. They beat Geelong and they lost to Brisbane. They've lost to Gold Coast this year. They've lost to the Bulldogs. They've beaten Geelong, as I mentioned. They've beaten GWS, North Melbourne, unconvincingly, West Coast, Hawthorne and Essendon. Only one game of Marvel this year, and it was against the Bulldogs, where they also lost. So they haven't played here very frequently or recently. They haven't really had any difference in the schedule to us. And we know, yeah, we haven't played a lot of good sides yet, but they're in the exact same boat as us. They've played two top eight sides. they beat Geelong. They uh, they lose to Brisbane. But who, who have they beaten? The, who have they beaten? Geelong's a good win. Okay, good on them. But that's the only good win. That was when Buddy kicked the hundred. The game was over with him uh, pretty much start of the third quarter. Uh, That was something else. But I think this is a big opportunity for us. You look at us, we're in a similar position. I just feel that everybody notices that Carlton hasn't played that many good teams. I feel that's exactly the boat they're in. They haven't proven anything much this year. They haven't, I'm I'm high on Sydney. I think they're a great side, but they have not hit expectation for me this year. I I expected them to be playing better football. Than they are. They've got stars on every line, they've got young guys that could just run, they've got a lot of, of talent on this team, and I'm I'm really high on Sydney. I, I definitely haven't been in a top four position this year. I think if we beat them at Marvel, I think that's I think that's dangerous. I think that's dangerous for you and for me, because I'm i I'm, I'm going off if we win, I'll tell you that much. But I think this week we're gonna to have to really pay attention to the team changes. Who, who's coming in? Who's coming out? I think uh, Young's going to come in if, uh, if he is available, which uh, all indications point to yes at this point. I, if I'm the t- if I'm the team, I'm bringing him in straight for Williams. So then we can have uh, Young go to Golden, and we do on Franklin or Vice versa, however you want to do it. Uh, then I bring in. Stocker if he's available Now I'd bring him in for news Now I, I don't believe the club will do this at all But if it was me I'd bring the Stocker in for news Play Stocker in So it's almost like Stocker goes to that back pocket Where Williams was Young comes in And then we put Carroll On the wing That's what I'd love to do I'd love to see Jack Carroll Jack Carroll uh, Fisher, Walsh Chera rotating through that kind of wing. I'd love to see something like that, and then swinging Kemp down forward to give a bit of a second tool option uh, down forward because they've got two really good uh, defenders in the McCartans who are playing really good football at the moment. They've got uh, Paddy and Tom McCartan. They're gonna they're gonna do a similar role to Charlie this week in you know peeling off their men and you know both of them kind of trying to go to him. I reckon we're going to bring Kemp down there, try to bring another tour to be, hold one of them accountable. I know they've still got folks like Rampey uh, down there and others, but I definitely want to see maybe Kemp go down forward because I know he can play down forward. I've seen I think in his final game, uh, before he got drafted, he kicked the game and for his side. So I think he's a bit of a, yeah, bit of a, you know, tour utility, can play forward or back. Bit of a swing there, we'll see. But uh, that's what I'd love to see happen. Uh, it's reported also that Kennedy and Motlop have pulled up Saw and they're monitoring always in Carroll closely. So there could be a couple more changes than we expect. There could not be, but just something to keep an eye on. Gonna be interesting though, because yeah, I really want to see I want to see a couple of matchups. It's gonna be interesting. It's at Marvel though. And I think it really favours us that we're playing at Marvel, okay? Because Sydney, they've got a lot of run and carry. They love to take. They love to spread the ground and make the ground big and big and yeah, run and carry. They can absolutely take advantage of a bigger ground like the G. But whereas us, I feel like we need a smaller ground to help us defend a little bit better. I feel like we're suited to that contested uh, side. Dominate the clearances. Uh, straight forward fifty. Get deeper entries. let's go. Simple as that. Simple as that. I, we, we can defend this ground against a side like this the way we, if we can defend the ground the way we have been the last few weeks, we'll we'll have a really really big chance, a really really big chance. Uh, over the last three weeks, opposition score per inside fifty, we ranked seventh. First five weeks, we were ranked 16th. Turnover to opposition score the last three games, ranked sixth, the first five weeks, round 15. So, our ability to defend the ground well, not turn it over so easily, and just win the clearances, that's all we gotta do. Not gonna be easy when we know we're not gonna be winning the right battle this week, at all. There's just zero chance we're winning the right battle this week. Not against slams and hippie. Not against Adams and Hickey, but we're still going to need to be able to find a way to, you know, win the clearances the way we did on the weekend. If we can come out, you know, after a five-day break, in front of fifty, what's going to be close to fifty thousand at Marvel Friday night? Fifty thousand roaring blue supporters. Now look, they've, they've got a lot of supporters here, and I know, I know, but I know we we have to. We're gonna be loud on Friday night. We are gonna help get this team over the line, I reckon. I really do, I just think, Carlton, with the momentum we've been building over the last few weeks, Sydney, haven't been as pressive as everyone thinks they are. I think we're gonna pull off the upset. I do, I, I I might just be in the, you know, in the emotional roller coaster still and just, you know, being a little bit uh, blinded by all of that, but I really do, I think, there's some key matchups we're going to have to look out for, of course. But we can do this. I think Plowman's going to go straight to uh, Tom Papley, definitely. He's played that matchup a couple of times, and he's done pretty good in the past. I'd like him to do that. Um, I mentioned Wiedering. I want him to go to Buddy. Definitely, yeah, definitely. And then the interesting one is Heaney. Who's going to get the Heaney matchup? Don't so know, when he's going forward it's gonna be hard. Is it gonna be is it gonna be Newman? If Stocker comes in, I think it's likely to be him, although I think that's gonna be a hard matchup for anyone. And he's the kind of player we're gonna have trouble with, Isaac Heaney. Another one to watch out for, Chad Warner. We struggle against players like him who, you know, are skillful and, you know, get a lot of run and carry from, you know, behind the play. They just Come in and then yeah, break the lines. We struggle with players like that uh, a lot in the past, and I think I think he's one that could definitely damage us this week. So he's been in some decent form lately. Same with Heaney. Going to be interesting how we match up on those two. But look, they've got some blots to worry about as well. Our midfield is in really good form. Uh, Charlie, as you know, as good as he's been, it's going to be really interesting to see uh, him and this Bacardi matchup and what can. What are the coaches gonna do to relieve some pressure off him? Silvani's gonna need to step up as well. Uh, I shouldn't even say step up, should I? Because this is almost the new norm for him now, isn't it? It really is. And if you've got Silvani down there with Camp and with Charlie, I think it's gonna be interesting to see if they were to roll something like that out. I personally don't think they are, but that's the change that I did want that I would like to see. I just think because of how many of the options that Sydney have down back, you know, in Rampey, the McCartan brothers, Lloyd, uh, even Big Blakey's down there as well, they've got, you know, a lot of like tall players that, you know, they're gonna when the ball goes to deck, yeah, we can absolutely really damage this team with our smalls, but I think we're gonna need to relieve some pressure. I think relieving some pressure off Charlie and isolating him can really help us as well. Uh, not to mention, I think Jack Silvani is more than capable of holding his own against against one of the McCartan brothers, especially when that ball is going to ground. I think that's where he's gonna kind of, you know, uh, try to win the one-on-one or just not get beaten at, at the end of the day. But gonna be a really good game for us to watch. I'm tipping us 100%. I think it's gonna be a really good game. I think, yeah, at the end of the day, I'll say, I've said it a few times, but I'll say it again. I think, yeah, just win the clearances. And, uh, you know, believe in our systems and not continue to just set up and defend well. Like our system has looked really good the last couple of weeks. I'll, I'll really be happy if, you know, our system doesn't look like it's breaking defensively, uh, you know, and I'll, on both sides of, the, sides of the ball, really, because we're, we look like we're moving the ball better and we're defending the ground better. We look like we're starting to add layers, you know, to our uh, to our game, which is what I've been asking for, what I've been hoping for. And it's you've started to see it against lesser sides. Now comes the real test. This is the real test against a worthy opponent. Can we step up? Will we do it under the Friday Night Lights, prime time football? We've got a lot of them coming up. Is this one gonna be like a preview of what's to come? Well, it's going to be interesting. I can't wait. We're 7-2 for the first time in, I think, my life. So I'm absolutely stoked. Get to the game, people. Uh, I I can't wait for this show next week. And I really hope it's after another four points. Let's get a blue Baggers. Hope to see you at the game on Friday. That's all for this week. Go the Baggers.